so vain I'm pretty sure this song is about I'm so vain Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Today is Tuesday, July 21st, 2020, the year of our Lord, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host with the most on the West Coast who likes to boast, sometimes like to roast, and I'm not even joking, just had toast. It's this Joe Batanz right here. Appropriate pause. On Afterthought Media. Like I said at the top of the show, today is Tuesday, July 21st, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and I'm doing it, I'm flying solo. Like, uh, so low that, uh, you know, it doesn't line from the Tiki song, the Tiki Boom song. Anyways, uh, I'm fine. So no, no Lori wrong hand today, which is usually the case. But uh, we won't, I won't have to, I, I feel like last night's episode, as entertaining as it was, was, you know, like on a reality show uh, where they come back from a commercial and then half of the new content is really just them recapping what happened before the commercial. That's what last night felt like. Because Lori was like, I don't know what you're talking about. What? Cameron and I had to basically retell the camera stuff. And then we got into our Jackie Fabulous um, tangent. Which I think she's right. She has, Jackie Fabulous has gotten better <clears throat> at the tweets or the Instagram posts. Someone has to go back like three or four years ago. I, I, I have to do it. I have to go back and find when Lori and Shannon and I were texting these things to each other. Or maybe we did on Facebook Messenger too. So and and they and they're horrible. They're awful. And 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 we would do it every day and laugh about how awful they were. But like I said, a really nice person actually. Oh, Instagram only lets you go back to 2018. Oh, that's so sad. She's lucky then. <clears throat> anyway, uh, but I'm telling you, we used to send them to each other, and so I'm sure that they exist. I just have to do a Facebook search or something like that. You know, speaking of it, because we're doing this live, mostly because I want to remember what I'm talking about. You know how I hire producers and whatnot and all that drama? I want to hire now micro-producers. Hear what I mean. Is somebody alerted me to this, and I think it's time we start doing this, is we need to start producing best of episodes, like in case something happens where, um, and I think we have so much content now and no one's going back four or five years, you know, on this stuff. Or I, don't know, I think Patreon's been around for two or three years of content. Is to go back and and oh no, I want to do best of catching up. So that's been that's seven years. But I don't want to. That's a, that's a Herculean task. So I want to do it in like micro tasks. So basically, say like I'm looking for someone to listen to the this like episodes, you know, one through ten of catching up. And tell me and compile a best of for catching up. And then I'll pay you to do that or something. Yeah. You know? So, but I want to, I want to, but I want to do it so randomly that I'm hoping Humble Pie, I know this is a conversation I have with Humble Pie privately, will make like a sub channel under maybe like general or something. I don't know. We'll talk, Humble, we'll talk about it. Anyway, 
let's get to the pinned posts uh here uh the first post i want to talk about is the joey boohecker development uh it's not necessarily i mean there are there have been very few developments really if anything more like a coda as i would say um but i did want to give sort of more thoughts and insights on here than i have on i even though i will say my original intention, you know, we did it on Throwing Down. We did it on uh, Just Between Us Girls. So I think I've said a lot of the same things on there. <clears throat> but, uh, and also, I don't know what I've, what conversations I've had in private with Lawson or other people. But the thing with Joey Boohecker is, and, you know, actually, friend of the show, Adam Vaught, called me yesterday uh, and he was in a very, I don't know, his, his, his position was very interesting because he loved the th- segment of throwing down where we talked about it. Uh, he thought it was super compelling uh, audio, uh, was super fascinated by it, loved every minute of it, but wondered in terms of for my soul, he wanted, he wanted to explore what did I get out of that? My relationship with Joey Boohecker, would I do that to somebody else? Did I think it was fair? Like he wanted to see, like he said, he almost felt like guilty listening to it. So I want to, I want to talk about all this. It's some of the is, is retreading things that I've talked about uh, on other shows, but maybe going more in depth. So Joey Boo, I'm going to give you actually even a history of Joey Boohecker. <clears throat> and some, it's this stuff I wouldn't say to Lawson because he would not want to remember this. But when we first started doing Catching Up, I didn't know anything about the world of Pride 48. I didn't know anything about the world of gay podcasting. I knew very little about podcasting. Okay. But um, Joey Boohecker was a name that I heard early on because at the time, Cocktails and Cream Puffs was one of the big uh headlining shows of pride 48 it was one of the marquee shows uh of pride 48 and uh and what joey boohecker says is very true boohecker says that he does not talk about other shows on his show and didn't and what's funny is again a lot of these insects i'm telling you i've had in private conversations so let's stipulate that i've said this before other places i don't want to keep saying that but that's true. Joey Booker did not talk about other shows, but he tries to make it seem on the throwing down episode or on, on the on the thing that you guys heard where he had a tantrum that it was because he's some sort of magnanimous figure. No, Joey Booker talked about this before. Joey Booker does not want to promote other shows, so he doesn't mention other shows because he sees it that if he promotes, if he mentions another show <clears throat> on his show, whether it's good or bad. That he's promoting that show. He's giving them attention. So he doesn't want to do it. He's talked about this. This is not me speculating. He's actually directly said this. Another thing, and again, I see I almost said I said this before privately. Another thing is, I think I haven't listened to the Pride 48 episode of Cocktails and Cream Puffs, but I've been told, and he's said this stuff before, that he sees himself as a Howard Stern type. And I've never talked about this that much on the show because I don't, believe it or not, don't like to talk about theory too much. And, um, but I listened to Howard Stern. I was a Howard Stern fanatic from about 1991 or 92 when he came to Los Angeles, whatever year, like I started listening to him the, the, the week he came to Los Angeles. Okay. Which I think is 91 or 92. 
Okay. And I listened every day religiously. I would, I skipped, I, I skipped school to go to his rally in Los Angeles. I studied Howard Stern. I was actually telling my brother, I think I've talked about how my, uh, I got a car stereo stolen out of my car once years ago. There's a different story related to that. But I was just telling my brother the other, the other day that the only thing I miss from that, um, I don't care about the stereo. I don't care anything. I had a tape that was nearly worn out of my favorite Howard Stern moments. And I should do some work trying to find them. Uh, one of them was a particular, he was, Howard Stern was never more brilliant than when he was interviewing Richard Simmons. And if you can find those old, but there's one in particular that I had that I wore out. I just thought this is the most brilliant broadcaster I've ever heard in my entire life. And he is who I wanted to emulate. And in a lot of ways, you know, as a gay man, as a young gay boy and everything, when I was growing up and learning from Howard, at the feet of Howard Stern, so to speak, I wasn't, so the way the Howard Stone shirt, Stern show, I assume still works. I haven't listened to it since 2010. Uh, there's a reason for that too, is um, the way it's typically worked is, let's say the, the show never ends on time, but let's say the show goes from six to 10, six to seven is just Howard and Robin just sort of shooting the shit. You know, sort of like a just between us girls, right? And then seven to nine is sort of their prime time. And that's when they have the strippers and the porn stars and the celebrities and game shows and all that stuff. And then from nine to the end of the show is when they did the news. And <clears throat> I know there's a lot of Howard Stern fans that agree with me, especially the smarter ones. The seven to nine stuff, and that's the stuff that he's most famous for with the porn stars, the strippers, and the celebrity interviews and game shows. That's my least favorite part about Howard Stern. I, I actually think that's his weakest part, you know, sort of the broy stuff. The most brilliant stuff is from six to seven and the news. And that's the part I've always tried to emulate. And one of the things, and this is going to come back, what the theory here, what Adam Vaught was saying and whatnot. Is it six to seven or from nine to 11? It can happen either time is when, and one of the things I think that's so innovative about Howard Stern that gets overlooked is I would say he was the first person that I know of to turn the actual making of the show into content. So if people got in a fight back, you know, outside of the studio, he would bring it into the studio and they'd have the fight on the air. Or if something happened off the air, he would talk about it generally from six to seven or during the news or something like that. the fight that's when all that happens and that stuff is so compelling it's so good okay and that's the stuff and a lot of his pacing i think actually if you listen to those old howard stern from the 90s clips of him interviewing richard simmons you'll hear a lot of my pacing in fact i think i've talked about this <clears throat> a, a couple of times other places is the reason I say things are horrible or something like that, that is my personal homage to where I've derived a lot of my ideas. Of, I know I, in real life, I say horrible. Okay. Right. I say horrible or something like that. Cause that's how Howard Stern says it. And that's a personal, just sort of like reminder to me that that's essentially what I'm doing. Right. But the part I emulate about Howard Stern is sort of the bringing the the uh, audience into a behind the scenes thing and sort of the pacing and also you know if you listen to Howard Stern talk to Richard Simmons um you'll see a lot of parallels between the way I talk to Boo Hecker you know he's trying to push Richard Simmons buttons 
so that Richard Simmons would lose his shit. <clears throat> and, uh, and it worked. And it was always fantastic radio. Anyway, I heard that on um, the Friday uh, Cocktails and Cream Puff show that that when Boo Hacker was telling his story about his broken dick, that that he he compared himself. I got to find I got to listen to that episode. He compared himself to Howard Stern, which I find comical because the part that he's trying to emulate is the worst part of Howard Stern. Like, oh, he's talking about his broken dick. That's so stupid. That doesn't make you Howard Stern. So I find it particularly ironic that I'm telling you I emulate a lot of I've learned a lot at the feet of Howard Stern of how to broadcast and the thing that drives Joey Buhack crazy is the thing that he thinks he emulates does that make sense so he thinks he's a modern day Howard Stern but here I am being Howard Stern to him and he's going crazy and thinks that's horrible and awful well then then that's what you then then you think Howard Stern's horrible and awful right so anyway uh so there's that element, right? Um, back to the Buhecker stuff <clears throat> is, and you guys don't know this, and I welcome you. I don't know if Cocktails and Cream Puff shows are still on the air, but, you know, go back a time and just, you don't have to go, just pick a show at random. And one of the things that was always known about Joey Buhecker is, I mean, this is the thing, like, people would tell me all the time that they, Used to listen to catching, I mean, sorry, to cocktails and cream puffs. Like Alex Lefebvre, the guy that plays the piano, he's personally told me this too. It, no, I think he likes Boo Hecker. I don't remember, but there are a bunch of people. That was just one that came to mind. I could be wrong on that one. I don't want to quote him. But um, where they uh, used to listen to cocktails and cream puffs, but Joey was so awful to his co host, and in particular, Wendy, who's this old Australian lady where he would so berate them on the air. Again, a thing I think he thinks he emulates from Howard Stern that um he that they had they had to stop listening to the show. I mean, Cocktails and Cream Puff I think went from a marquee show to what it is now because people just stopped listening. Once there were more options, they stopped because he was so awful to people on the air. So that's why when Boo Hecker's having the fit, I have zero sympathy. Zero. Because he's horrible. I mean, people even, someone pointed out to me, like, just listen to the things he said to me on the air, which is, they don't bother me at all. It's just so funny, right? But, like, just the way he's spoken to me on the air, you know, and his big thing is that I understand that his point is that I did it when he couldn't respond, right? But that's... What I would say is that's what you get with Joe Batanz. And again, once again, someone who's emulating Howard Stern, when Howard Stern tells a lot of these kinds of stories, I mean, the, what I, what I told, the story I told on throwing down about Joey Booker getting mad about his broken dick, that is straight out of the Howard Stern playbook. That is like Joe Batanz opened up How to Be a Broadcaster by Howard Stern, chapter two, and there, there it is, right? And so for Boo Hecker to be so offended by that, by someone who em says he emulates Howard Stern, is comical to me. So I'm just sitting there knowing that he sees himself as a modern-day Howard Stern, and I'm so amused. <clears throat> um, You know, so the people treat him awful. I know, you know, I've been told privately from people, you know, because I talk to everyone in Pride 48 for the most part, especially the, people, the powers that be. No one feels sorry for Boo Hecker in this situation. 
No one. There's zero there. Taylor doesn't feel sorry for him. Adam Burns doesn't feel sorry for him. I mean, look, you guys know Adam Burns. He doesn't say a bad word about anybody. And he for Adam Burns to say what he said on throwing down, that is like the most critical he's ever going to be. Okay. So, uh, yeah, no one feels sorry for Becker in this situation. Adam Vaught, and I don't know how you guys feel, was concerned about, does this, you know, like, am I being, am I bullying somebody? And how does this, how do I feel about this? You know, he did feel better when I told him that Boo Hecker knew he was on the air. He thought at first it was a private conversation that I had aired, but I said, no, 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 no. He knew he was live on the air and it was a pre-show. And, uh, and I don't know tell me what you guys think. If, uh, if, uh, if you guys think that I was unfair to Boo Hecker or whatnot, go ahead and email me. But, um, I, and I, and, and I think the saddest part about this is that I don't feel any guilt whatsoever. The coda I was talking about, and I've talked about it, I just talked about it and throwing down, talking about just between us girls, is Lawson does, when Lawson cuts you out, he cuts you out and he doesn't look back. He may forgive you, right? But that doesn't mean that you get a relationship again. It just means that he's over it and fine, you guys are not on bad terms. And that, that will probably happen with him and Boo Hecker, but he's not going to do another show with Boo Hecker. I can tell you that right now. And they're, they're not going to have any kind of friendship that Boo Hecker thought that they had. And, um, I was talking to Lawson yesterday about going forward. In fact, today, Tuesday, July 21st, we're going to do the episode of Shady Pines that we were supposed to do. And, um, uh, he, he wanted to know how do we want to address the situation? I said, I kind of want to address it in a very, very quick way today. And, but I was saying going forward, uh, I, 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 it, it, we, we're going to have to, cause we're going to redo episodes one and two. Cause we were going to do that with Boo Hacker, by the way, that's not a Boo Hacker thing. I just were very unhappy with episodes one and two of Shady Pines and we're releasing this to the public in September. So I want to do re episodes one and two, and I want to do an episode zero where we sort of explain the show cause people ask for that. And we're doing that with Jay Ellis. So I said, you know, we're going to have to at some point, uh, at, on the episode two, we're going to have to explain there was a person named Joey Buhecker who's on here for, you know, 18 episodes and, uh, he's going to vanish all of a sudden. He kind of hears a brief story of what happened, but, but, but in lot, but what I'm saying is like, I would have, if Buhecker called today, I would have him on the air immediately. I have no problems with Joey Buhecker. He has problems with me. I have no problems with him, but Lawson this is what I find so comical is the one who is, I do not, he doesn't even want to, he's begrudgingly going to acknowledge that Boo Hecker's not on that show. We're going to record it today. We'll probably do it live. You'll hear, it'll be the most, I can tell you right now, it'll be the most banal, like, a- acknowledgement of what happened. It's going it, to, it's literally going to be like, uh, Joey Boo Hecker's no longer on the show. We wish him the best. It's going to be so bland. I'm telling, I promise you. We didn't get to Ferry Mason. But I think I'm going to talk about it and catch it up. I don't know yet. That actually gets really sensitive. Uh, the Fairy Mason stuff. I'll give you a brief rundown. <clears throat> I have very little time left. But um, the the mortuary, you know, that um, was going to gonna have my parents grandparents' funeral was going full force, full steam ahead on the funeral with a max 35 people. Uh, it was a funeral. It was a real funeral. And a lot of family members were really concerned. And so I looked up the law. I called people 
and I found out that they were breaking the law. And I'll, I'll, I'll keep the pin to post there. We'll have to tell it in a much late, cause this is the last this job attempts of the week. Um, but, uh, uh, I called them and I fucking got all fairy Mason on them. And next thing you know, they changed, uh, everything about the funeral. Uh, I mean, I would look, I don't want to make any promises, but we'll hear this story sooner rather than later. Cause I don't know if I can tell it on catching up because I'm trying to keep it on the DL and my cousins listen to catching up. And so I don't know if I like Roxanne and Stephanie who are really into this funeral. So I don't know if I necessarily want them to know that I was involved. So I might, that might be in the thing, but uh, there you go. That was today's episode of this Joe Batanz. Um, we'll be back next, in, in, on, on Saturday. I'll keep the pin post or maybe I'll tell the, maybe there'll be more developments with the fairy Mason story there. But, uh, uh for now, that's going to do it. Uh, we will see you guys in a few days. Stay safe. Stay calm. And remember, it's this Joe Batanz right here. Bye.